This is Amateur Hour with Jordan Perez. Hello, hello, happy usual Friday, and welcome to another episode of Amateur Hour. My name is Jordan Perez, and I'm so happy to have you listening. The college golf season is almost back, kind of, sort of, depending on where you go to school, but we're getting things rolling, and I wanted to take the opportunity to highlight one of the biggest stars of this winter break for this episode. You probably know LSU's Latana Stone for the way she dominated the junior scene, including qualifying for the U.S. Women's Am at 10 and 12. But Latana is finding her groove at LSU, and this past winter break is only substance to that. Latana's no stranger to hardware, having collected over 100 trophies by age 11, but these two meant just a little bit more. Latana won the Dixie Amateur and defended her title at the Orlando International boosting her ranking to be among one of the best amateur golfers in the U.S. Both of these wins were by significant margins. She's slated to have a pretty significant role in LSU's lineup this spring, which is a team that's got some pretty serious postseason implications. And as a college junior, searching for her first win in the college slate. She talks her keys to success, including some equipment superstitions, life at LSU, and shares some funny stories from the road. So without further ado, here's Latana. You know, you're playing some of your best golf yet. You had two back-to-back wins over your winter break, um, which included a title defense at the Orlando International, which was so cool. Um, But we'll dive into that a little more later. But first of all, how are you? Are you back at school? Is it syllabus week? How's everything been going? Um, everything's good. I mean, I really haven't um, had looked at my school yet. <laughs> um, I've, I'm still at home, and I don't plan on going back till the 17th, just so I can, like, have some time um, for, you know, like, staying home and, like, packing and whatnot, because I've been just gone um and busy with lessons and the tournaments and stuff and I just I'm such a homebody that I just want to be home (laughs) (laughs) um but everything's been good and I'm kind of relaxing now nice are your classes online no they're actually face-to-face what's your major um I'm doing sports administration Mm. and I'm doing a minor in mass communications Ooh, fun. Love the blend. I kind of did like yeah. the reverse of that. My major was communications and then I did like, it was a soft minor, but it wasn't exactly a minor in like um, sports. It was kind of sports admin, similar mm-hmm. aspect. That's, yeah. That's cool. Um, So I was reading last year's um recap from Julie Williams of Golf Week um, from the last, from the first time you won the Orlando International of that, you said you kept your goals in a Google Doc. And I was wondering, are you still doing that? Like, is it, was it like color coded or do you, are you the kind of person to do New Year's resolutions? I mean, how does goal setting work for you? So actually it was our coach who made Google Docs um, for us. And like, we started doing that um, the beginning of every year. And we actually haven't done one that's, great reminder to maybe do one (laughs) but um yeah I mean I like to set goals like I want to win a college tournament and I feel like after coming off of two wins I feel really confident and I'm really excited to start the spring 
Um, but I mean, I try not to like think too much or pressure myself into, um, I wouldn't say like, I enjoy goals. I really do. Like, I, like who doesn't enjoy goals? I don't know where I was going with that part of like the goal setting, but, um, I really do enjoy having goals, but I, I don't like to have too many. So I'm not like overwhelmed. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm very like, uh, I can be like anxious if there's just a lot of things going on with, I like to have checklists and stuff like that. If that makes more sense. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, kind of in that realm of not bogging <laughs> yourself down with too many expectations. You, um, in the, you had a seven-shot lead going into the final round of the um, Orlando International, and I know you won the Dixie, I think, by four shots. But when you're kind of in the middle of a tournament and you need to keep up that momentum, how do you block out the pressure and expectations just to play your best golf? Um, definitely having a mental coach has like helped me a lot, I feel like. When I came home, um, I went to see Bill Nelson. Um, he's out of Orlando, and I've known him since I was probably about seven years old. And when I went off to college, I kind of, like, stopped going to him, and um, which was probably, like, the biggest mistake because the mental side of golf is so important because you could lose everything. Like, you could literally just absolutely pull one OB or like if you're not in the right mental state and seeing him and working with him has definitely helped me kind of help with the pressure and like doing like breathing techniques or breaking down the process of how to be committed to a shot or the, you know the decision making and the planning and the execution being back home and having you know, coaches at kind of your disposal and during your winter break, how much did that contribute to your success and what exactly did you work on? Oh, I, when I came home, I kid you not, I probably had, I can't even count how many lessons I've had, like with Mark Sweeney, he's the aim point putting um, guy that's out of Orlando. He's the one like who, you know, invented aim point and that's how you read the you know with your feet and the feel and I worked with him and like kind of dialing in the putting more and then I saw my swing coach um and we worked on a few things that I was struggling with during the fall season because it's hard to just send like a video to your coach and be like hey what's wrong I'm more of like an in-person like hey show me what I'm doing like you have to show me because i I just don't, I don't, I don't know. So it was really good seeing him. And then, like I said, Bill Nelson, too. What kind of strides did you make in your game over this break? Improving um, my putting, because I would average, like, a three-putt, or, yeah, I would average, like, one or two three-putts every round, and that that's just like wait why so I kind of had to evaluate my putting and I got my speed better and that was definitely like one of like the breaking points of like okay my putting I feel way more confident in my putting right now so would you say that's the biggest strength of yours right now 
Um, well, that's like something I'm more like I made improvement being home. And like, I definitely feel like that's what's led me. Yeah. That's what's led me to, you know, I feel like more confident when I have like a long 30 footer that I would either like blow by or leave short. And then I would have like a four footer coming back and it's like, no, I need to dial that in more. And I felt like it's really helped me get my putting average down for sure. So you made headlines after you qualified for the U.S. Women's Am at 10. Um, but I remember at that point of your junior golf career, somewhere around there, you'd won like over 100 titles, which winning 100 of anything is crazy. But where are all those trophies today? That's funny. When we were moving, we couldn't like fit all of them. And like we kept like the plaques, like we would scrape the plaques off and then we, we just, I have no idea where they are now, but they're somewhere <laughs> in the house. But they're just, like, the little plaques and not the trophies because there's too many. But we still have, like, the nice ones, like the glass ones and um, more, like, recent ones that my dad had actually gotten a trophy case for. So it's it's pretty, it's pretty cute. <laughs> when you look back at feats like those, uh, what do you think, you know, that did – for your career and building your confidence while you're growing up? Um, you know, I feel like it's, it's been humbling, honestly, because I, I like everyone loves to win. And I think that when I was younger, it helped me with my confidence, but obviously like people go through rough rough times and you know you can't it's something just not right like in your game and it's it's frustrating um so I did have like a slump and stuff but having those wins like I'll always be grateful for all the wins that I've ever had and they're also special to me and you know experiencing those tournaments like with my dad and my mom it's always so fun um to just have those memories and it's it's just it's just been um I it I don't know like I wouldn't be here where I am today like I wouldn't be at LSU and it's just like crazy that something like this like golf has just brought so many opportunities into my life and I hope to extend that you know in the long run with going pro and because that's like always been a dream of mine ever since I was young so was your family like a pretty big golf family like from the moment you were born oh not really my dad and his cousin were like hitting golf balls in like our pool area and they were like the little plastic wiffle ball things so I would just like go up and tee it up and then like tee up the little balls for my dad to hit into uh, the pool. But, I mean, they really never golfed much. Like, it was mainly him and, like, his cousin. And, um, I'm, like, my dad, like, saw that I was interested, and he, like, cut down um, a broomstick and before he got me, like, plastic clubs. 
and I just started swinging it around, and I guess, like, when I got regular clubs, or he had, like, cut down, I don't know if it was the broomstick, I, like, swung into my mom's couch, but, like, it was a no-no from there, like, I got plastic clubs after that, and I was so mad, that's what my dad said, I was, like, two, and he was telling me how mad I was, but we would just got, like, little sand pits, or little sand areas, like, in the playgrounds, and you just take me out there, and I would just start swinging around with the plastic clubs. You competed in some pretty elite tournaments. You ended up in the top 20, the AJGA, uh, playing in the drive, chip, and putt, just to name, like, literally a handful of things. But, um, you know, feats like making the U.S. Women's Am at 10 and 12 are also pretty major. But was it was it difficult to grow up with all that attention kind of at once? How did you handle it? And, I mean, do you think it kind of helped you manage any attention now? Oh, yeah, like, man, it definitely helped me manage it later on. And like I said, I just want to be um, as humble as I can and just appreciate everything um, and all the opportunities that I get to um, get to be a part of. And it's definitely, definitely helped me. I know you went to IMG for a little bit. You played some high school golf. But how did those experiences kind of differ for you personally? Oh, I was, so I was homeschooled, like, (laughs) basically, like, my whole life. And um, playing in high school golf, I was, I was so excited, like, so excited. And it was for, like, a small Christian school, and I... I just was like, I could not believe how slow, like, like all the girls played and like how long it took to play like nine holes for high school. And then compared to like when I play in like junior, like FJTs or something like that, or an AJGA, I'm like, oh my gosh, the pace of play, like, that was really different for me. Um, but high school golf was, it was a lot of fun and it made it like going to States and stuff. That's like something I'll always remember. Um, so yeah. I want to segue more into your experience now at LSU, but when did the recruitment process start for you? Um, so I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my, with my life after I graduated high school. And I was going to be, like, I was going to be young, like, going into, no, I, yeah, I went into my first year when I was 17, and, like, I won't even be, I'll start my senior year, and I won't even be 21, like, that's, it's weird how, like, I skipped kindergarten, and just, I graduated a year earlier in 2019 for high school, um, but yeah, it was crazy. Did do you have like a late birthday? I do. It's um in September. Oh, like okay, September fourth. Okay. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you won't even be twenty yeah. one. Oh my gosh, that's wild. I know. It's it's ridiculous. Are you thinking of finishing school before you turn pro? Oh yeah, I'm gonna take my fifth year. Like I love it there. It's so much fun. So much fun. Like, I 
like Karen, who was our old, the old coach, she was the one who recruited me. So I wasn't even Garrett's recruit really. Um, and I only looked at like one other school and it was Auburn. I went to visit it and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't feel as at home as I do at LSU. Um, but yeah. What about it drew you in? Like, I know obviously they've got enough for developing golfers, but I mean, what made you feel so at home there? Oh, it was, it had to have been Kendall. Um, Kendall, I've known Kendall probably since I was like nine and she was homeschooled too. And then going into a big D1 like school, it's overwhelming. Like it's very overwhelming. And I knew I was going to feel around, but I, when I got there, I just felt so at home and it, it was just so much fun and I'm really sad she's not there anymore, but, um, at least I got two years with her and she, she was like, you got to check it out. You got to check out LSU, like da, 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 da. And I like saw it. I loved it. And like, it was even better that, than she was there because, I just, it reminded me like a little piece of home and then she made me feel really comfortable and I didn't feel like I was so lost going into such a big school. And she kind of like taught me and, you know, showed me the ropes and stuff and all the other girls were so sweet and I, I'll uh, always be friends with them. And, you know, we took like a trip to Nashville um, when Kendall was graduating and Mary was graduating and, and then it was just, it was just so nice. Like those experiences are just going to stick with you forever. What's the atmosphere like with your team? I mean, yeah, like you said, you're going to Nashville. I saw on your Instagram, you guys are like always at football games or just hanging out. But I mean, how close is this team? Oh yeah. Our team dynamic is it's pretty strong. Like, I feel like that's why we've done so well. We all work really well together and, um, we'll have some like friction here and there, but, um, usually like we all get along. Like we'll, we'll argue like sisters. Like that's how we argue. What's an average practice like? I mean, what kind of drills are you guys doing? Um, it varies. I mean, Garrett or Alexis will have some stuff set up, but usually we do, like, we'll do, like, wedge pods or we'll, um, play, uh, like, a chipping game. We'll do, like, how many balls you can get, like, get in the circle with 20 golf balls, like, love putting drills or, um, stuff like that. Or we'll do, like, ping pong, and it's, like, hand-eye coordination, so it's, like, this ping pong ball like shooting at you out of this machine and it's just like it can like oscillate and like it it can go different speeds different heights like when we do that for hand-eye coordination and Garrett believes that that helps us and I mean it kind of does like apparently you hit the ball more on the center of the club face if you have really good height like hand-eye coordination how often are you doing that that's interesting I know we well like, my sophomore year, we used to do it, like, every practice, every single practice, so. So, I always like to ask this to my guests who are in the SEC, because I went to an SEC school um, 
really anyone who goes to a major football school um, has like a very unique culture of their own. But in your words, can you kind of describe to me what an average game day is like in Baton Rouge? Uh, yeah, so if we're having like a night game, usually um, sometimes we'll go practice in the morning a little bit and then um, we'll get ready. We'll take hours to get ready and then <laughs> figure out who's picking us up from our apartment to take us to the campus. Um, it usually takes a while um, to get in there, so we go in early and we'll or like we'll get ready over there and we usually hit superior which is like a mexican um food tailgate and one of our teammates philip on the guys team his family owns um shreveport um and baton rouge's superior i think um and they usually just give us, you know, like the whole golf team, the guys and girls and the coaches will come out or we'll bring recruits to the Superior Tailgate and they'll have like margaritas that are so dangerous and just like amazing food, like chips and queso. They'll have like all sorts of desserts. They'll have like bacon wrapped shrimp. It's so good. Ooh, what? Oh, that sounds amazing for a game day. It's so good. I was out here going to like frat houses, getting like mac and cheese and stuff. And I thought that was like a luxury, but dang, that's like amazing. Yeah, I know. Go to Superior. Oh my God. Oh man. It's true. Like there was this one specific house on campus at UF I don't I there I don't know if they're on campus anymore to be honest. Um, but they had the best mac and cheese, and we would always talk about tap mac and cheese, tap mac and cheese. You have to get tap mac and cheese like as a stop. <laughs> so yeah, but dang that what you're having sounds like gourmet dining. That is amazing. It's so good. It's so <laughs> yummy. Um, when you kind of look at like caliber of talent, including yourself and surrounding you and going into like your spring season I mean how fired up are you guys to just make a run because obviously spring is when things kind of get supercharged and you're making the journey to the postseason yeah I feel like this is definitely the most um the most important part of our season um we I mean fall is pretty important too with like making a ranking and whatnot because of last year with the whole regionals thing and that was just such a mess um but this is the spring just i'm it's it's gonna be interesting that's all i have to say it's gonna be interesting because i wonder like who's gonna come back and you know like who's gonna like really show like a lot of improvement and whatnot because i don't really know what the other girls have been doing but I definitely do feel really good about this season. And I know Ingrid's been working hard and Elsa and Carla, I'm sure, and um, whatnot. But um, I'm really excited to see what happens this spring because I feel really good about it. What's in your bag right now? Did you change anything up before you played your um, winter run of events? 
Oh no, I I like hate changing things. Like I I kind of get a little superstitious and I just do not like change so quick. Like when I when I go into tournaments, but I literally just have like the same things, like same wedges I've been using like the same brand of wedges I've been using for years, the putter I've had for like 6 years. Like I get like newer versions of my irons and um I mean the most recent new thing is probably like my driver head like a the sim 2 and still the same shaft I've had for like 5 years but you know I just don't like change that much in my golf bag so safe to say it's staying the same throughout the rest of your time oh, at LSU. yeah <laughs> yeah um, I want to throw it back just a little bit um, to talk about, you know, COVID and stuff. Um, the SEC came back pretty quick the following fall after um, things had been – came to, like, the abrupt halt. I know you kept busy on the amateur schedule that summer, but, I mean, what was quarantine like for you leading up to that? Um, I mean, it wasn't bad this – past year um with COVID and stuff like that I mean it wasn't really bad it was probably worse my sophomore year when we weren't like allowed to do anything or like go anywhere and having to literally quarantine two weeks like getting there because one of our my teammates tested positive like a false pad false positive and it was probably worse my sophomore year than it is my junior year. I mean, they've been, like, it was really relaxed. But now they brought, like, the math mandate back uh, for classes and stuff. Because we literally, like, towards the end, they were like, yeah, you don't have to wear masks inside anymore. Like, in the classroom, you don't have to wear it. Yeah, I think it's been different at, like, so many different campuses that I almost can't keep I up. I can't either. <laughs> did you guys start off online for the semester, or did it just resume with in-person classes? It was in-person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everything's in-person. Yeah, that's how it was at Florida, but I know some schools were, like, starting off online and stuff, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I need a, I actually need to look at my classes and stuff. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> all good, all good. Um I want to jump into some fun questions just to kind of wrap it up, if that's cool with you. Yeah. You're talking about tailgate food, but I know one thing of note last season was your 70-pound crawfish boil to kick off um, regionals, but do you have a favorite Cajun dish? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I, like, love corn and potatoes. Like, I just... Presley, my roommate, is such a bad influence on me. She will go, like, and get, like, a little cut-up corn and the potatoes. Like, I know that's not, like, Cajun, but, like, that is, like, my guilty pleasure food. I, like, put, you could put, like, Sabi Mama in there or, like, Tony's. Oh, my gosh. And then we make cane sauce, and then we just dip our corn and potatoes in there. It is, like, the best thing ever. But I do love crawfish. Or, like, I really do like seafood a lot. I don't really know much Cajun dishes. Um, 
since I like mainly eat like the dining hall food or like go to Trader Joe's and make food from there. Now but I have like, now I have to ask frozen best frozen dish at Trader Joe's. The best frozen dish at Trader Joe's. Yeah. You know, have you seen? I don't know if it's. I, I don't know what those rolls are called, but I saw this thing on TikTok where you feel like like this the vegan pesto and like the bruschetta and like balsamic glaze on these like rolls. They kind of like look like square rolls. I do not know the name of them. But, like, I throw them in the air fryer, and that, it's so good. I don't really get frozen foods there. I just get, like, I make taco bowls a lot. Like, I'll get, like, ground beef, um, and then I'll get, like, the frozen rice. Ooh. And then, like, I'll make, like, a, like, I'll put, like, lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, salsa, just, like, stuff like that. That was, like, my, that's, like, a go-to. I'm gonna have to look up what you were talking about because that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> I actually need to make a Trader Joe's trip today, so that'll be top of mind. So, you, just hypothetically, you get an all expenses paid trip with friends. Where are you going? Uh, I would love to go to Cabo again. Cabo was like we had a tournament there my freshman year and that was like the most fun and like like coolest experience ever because like that was my first time ever going to like Mexico and yeah Cabo staying at a resort it was very nice do you have any funny resort stories from your freshman year I mean like to be going to one of your first tournaments of your college career to Mexico that's pretty that's incredible a funny story um frick I just I've if I had help with thinking about stories oh my god I feel like there's just so many Mm. I don't know. I have to think about that. Honestly, I don't. I don't really know. There's oh. just like little <laughs> things, but it's like not funny. But it's like a little funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like just like small things. It's like haha, and then it's not funny. <laughs> like it's not funny. So, so you've got your your inside jokes on the road, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. On that note, since you did go to Cabo your freshman year, you have a plethora of beaches to choose from back home in Florida, but do you have a favorite? Um, I probably, I probably like to go to Siesta Key or like either like Anna Maria or if I want to stay up here in Tampa, probably like Indian Rocks. Um, if you could make a schedule of your own for college, let's just say spring events, um, where are you guys playing? Oh, I would love to go out West. Um, I think we actually are going out to like Arizona or something. I could be wrong, but I, I think, but I like out West. Um, I want to come to Florida more. Um, and 
I would just love to go out of the country again. Just one, like, I, I ask. I'm like, when are we going out of the country again? Like, I, I really wish we could go. Um, but, yeah, after, after that, that was kind of like the last. Like, Guadalajara was like the last. That was it. <laughs> like, no one did really any more out of the out of the country tournaments like tcu i think hosted the one in cabo and then they had to stop because they couldn't fund it and it's sad i think it's gotten a little harder with COVID. i think i've seen i think there's one event that's in puerto rico soon but i don't remember who's playing in it yeah it's it's gotten so hard circling back can you think of a funny story um oh okay well we were at like the Darius Rucker my freshman year and we got like this big mansion like all like because there's like freaking seven or eight of us like we need a big place if we're all gonna stay there so we were picking out rooms and stuff and there's this video of Kendall just getting absolutely because we were doing like a house tour like video because it was pretty cool and Alden just smoked Kendall in the jaw with like I don't I don't know how she did it like she turned around and she like if her tongue was like out oh my god that was one of them and then at the same house Garrett our head coach was trying to like think like try to make Kendall believe that there was a ghost in the house so he army crawls like on the ground and it starts like tickling her feet and stuff and like was trying to like yank on him. It didn't work, but it was pretty funny in the moment. <laughs> it's just like stuff like that. So has he since tried to reaffirm any haunted stays? No. <laughs> no, it was all hotels after that. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so yeah. funny. Well, I'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with your season. I'm sure it'll be a blast. And congrats again on the wins. That was awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Latana for coming on and for you, dear listener, for tuning in. I got Latana's socials in the description, so give her a follow and I'll be back next week with another fun episode. But until then, stay cool. Have a great weekend. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? 
take a deep breath and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.